I'm Alex Rudnika, and you're listening to the Unchained Mind podcast, episode number 11. This will make you finally stop your self-judgment. As an entrepreneur, your mind is your most valuable asset, and yet 99% of entrepreneurs have no idea how to make their mind work for them rather than against them. As a former perpetual failure who struggled with crippling self-doubt, procrastination, and countless limiting beliefs, I made it my mission to figure out how to finally get out of my own way, and I'm very glad to tell you, I did figure it out. And what I learned was that all of the answers were inside of my own powerful mind. So fast forward a few years, thousands of client coaching hours under my belt, and here I am sharing my best tried and tested mindset strategies to help entrepreneurs just like you get out of your own way so that you can finally turn your vision into reality. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting your journey, this podcast is your go-to resource for subconscious reprogramming, conscious manifestation, learning how to shatter your self-created limitations and all things mindset and inner work. Because my friend, it's time we turn your mind into your most valuable business asset. Let's go. The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. This is a quote by Carl Rogers, who was an American psychologist and one of the founders of humanistic modern psychology, known especially for his person-centered psychotherapy. So here, take it from him, the most prominent figure in the field. I was preparing for this podcast and I was like, oh my God, like if I could only convince you to stop your self-judgment. Everything will start to shift for you so much faster. So I will try my very best today to give you powerful reasons to make a decision to stop this mental habit because yes, it is simply a mental habit and yes, it requires a conscious decision to unlearn it. Let's see if I can make you pause your busy day and decide, hmm, you know what, Alex? Okay, okay, I can actually see now that beating myself up just isn't an effective motivation or a strategy to change myself, so I might as well just stop today and do what actually works. If you have this shift after this episode, you have got to let me know. Messages from you absolutely make my day. So where do we start with this whole heavy subject of self-judgment? I think there is actually a twist as to how people talk about self-judgment because it's not all bad that you may think that it is. I often teach that almost everything is a spectrum and anything, even good things, when taken to its extreme, become unhealthy. And the same goes for self-judgment. I actually don't advocate that all forms of self-judgment are bad. I definitely do not support the current societal mass programming that oh, you are just perfect as you are. You should never feel bad about yourself. It doesn't matter if your life is a mess. It doesn't matter if you still can make money in your business. Just love and accept yourself and everything will fall into place by itself because, well, you are perfect and you deserve the best. Guys, this garbage delusion programming will keep you stuck indefinitely and will create something called learned helplessness. Learned helplessness is a psychological stance that people take on when they stop believing that they can influence how their life unfolds. So they stop taking action to change what they don't like and become passive. 
It is now scientifically proven that it is indeed a learned behavior. I don't have time to delve into this truly fascinating phenomenon here, but I may actually do an episode about it as the learned helplessness attitude is whatever entrepreneur should avoid like the play because it will keep you away from your goals. On a personal note as well, I actually had to unlearn that learned helplessness mindset as it was programmed in me in my childhood. And it was through studying psychology and human behavior that I found out that, thank God, it is something that we can absolutely shift for ourselves. However, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are that you are probably past that type of conditioning. After all, you took the initiative to start your business, so I'm going to make an assumption that you don't get offended by those sorts of messages because you absolutely do want to take full responsibility for your life's creations. Okay, so back to self-judgment. I really want to clarify how almost everything is a spectrum. So we can have the conversation about it in a way that is clear and so you understand how I teach this. And as I explain this to you, I would love for you to just picture a long stick in your mind so you can visualize this as I talk about it. In this context, there is a spectrum of various degrees of self-judgment, right? On one end, we have the complete lack of self-judgment. So again, something to the tune of what you see on social media nowadays. Just love yourself, never judge yourself, never ever feel bad about yourself. It's all just peaches and rainbows and you are a walking picture of perfection. If someone has a problem with you, well, it's clearly them being toxic but you. Oh, darling. Just cancel them and focus on your mental health delusion kind of attitude. And then if we move all the way to the other end of that stick that you're picturing in your mind right now, here we have the other extreme attitude, which goes something like you're terrible, everything is your fault, you feel guilt even when things aren't your fault, you'll never land this, you're stupid if you don't somehow get things right the first time you try. Um, you think that everyone thinks that you're a failure, everyone's laughing at you behind your back, um, you compare yourself to others, right? you look at their success and then you think to yourself, I'm nowhere near as good as them, I'll never measure up, or you think that you, know, you, you failed once so you will always fail, you're just not cut out for this, and those types of attitudes, this is where you completely do not see your successes, right? You only just see the bad stuff. You're only stuck in your complete self-judgment. Even when people around you would objectively say, yeah, actually, you know what? This person has achieved a lot in their life. So your view of yourself is, well, rather skewed. And here is what I need you to understand. Both individuals that I just mentioned One who sees themselves as delusional perfection and the other one who judges themselves negatively for almost everything to the point of being blind to where they are indeed successful or doing well. Both of those attitudes are actually simply two sides of the same coin. They just represent two extreme ends of the spectrum for self-judgment. Can you see that? I really wanted to take a moment to explain this to you. So both you and I are on the same page with this because it's so crucial to understand this. 
So it's never about never ever judging yourself ever again, because that will lead you into the unhealthy, unhelpful, delusional extreme where people are failures and when they will remain stuck there because they can't see their own doing as to why things aren't working out for them. It's about learning to discern where on the spectrum of that self-judgment are you? And if you are going towards that too much, too harsh self-judgment and of the stick, then it's about understanding that both extremes aren't healthy. And it's about developing the mental skill to balance yourself so that you can be more in the middle of those very extreme attitudes. And if you're listening to this right now and thinking, but Alex, I don't know the healthy medium. Don't worry, don't worry. Your mindset coach is here. The healthy medium is where you stay away from the unproductive kind of self-judgment, the you failed once, just look at yourself, you'll never get it right kind of attitude. But you also stay away from the delusion end of the spectrum and you absolutely can reflect on your recent actions and catch yourself, hey, haven't you been a little bit too lazy in the last few weeks? Perhaps it's time to level up your routine again. Let's go. Can you see how this works? It's the ability to spot where the very normal, very needed time of, oh, I just need to relax a little bit more right now kind of phase has lasted a little bit too long and it's time to kick things in the higher gear again. But there is no need to be too harsh with yourself. This is the sweet spot where you want to be. You want to see yourself accurately, not too harshly and not too overly relaxed either. In this range, you know when you need feedback to get back up into high standards and when it's time to, yes, do a little bit less, rest, relax and recharge. So let's take a moment to explore the positive aspects of self-judgment that fall into that healthy, helpful range. We as humans can be a little bit fragile psychologically sometimes. We absolutely do need our self-judgment mechanism, or you can call it your conscience even. And yes, if let's say there is a goal of doubling your revenue because this is what you want, and then you do nothing about it for the next three months, then yes, you do want to feel bad about it. You do want to feel a little bit bad and uneasy about not showing up for your life and not actively building the reality that you want to experience and you choose to create. So in this context, you absolutely do want that. So that the only way to stop feeling like, oh my God, what are you doing here? You said you want this thing, but you haven't moved towards it in weeks. Get off your butt and move towards your goal. This is completely healthy. And we want that regulating mechanism to stay within us for sure. This unpleasant feeling is a messenger to pick up and start working towards creating your goal again. And the only way to stop feeling bad is to start putting in the work again towards what you said you want, right? There is nothing bad about that. So the function of self-judgment here is 100% positive, healthy, and helpful. Or when you lose patience with, I don't know, perhaps your best friend or with your spouse, and you know that you could have handled the situation with a little bit more love, you do want that self-judgment to be there too. You know what? Maybe you were a little bit too harsh with this person. You probably should go and apologize and you feel bad about it. Again, humans need that part of their psyche to well, stay human, stay civil and balanced. 
So as a conscious creator, you want to fully understand the difference between the unhealthy and healthy spectrum of self-judgment so that you can keep yourself in balance that aligns with whom you want to be as a person. Okay, so we got the basic understanding out of the way. Let's now take a big chunk of time to look at that unhealthy, unhelpful spectrum of self-judgment that you absolutely do want to eliminate. So here are some types of thoughts with which entrepreneurs judge themselves. And as you're listening to this, I want you to just mentally catch yourself. Which one do you do with yourself? So this is a hard word for me to pronounce. So uh, be gentle with me. Catastrophic thinking and overgeneralization. Okay, cool. I said it. Example, if I make one mistake, my entire business will collapse and I will be a complete failure. So you just go all out on your self-judgment and your self-criticism. You'll never make it, you've messed up again, etc., etc. The problem with catastrophic thinking is that it stops you from making the required mistakes that need to be made as part of your learning process of acquiring skills. This is a completely healthy part of the process. So you want to be catching yourself when you do that and be like, hey, this is a mistake that, yeah, it's part of the journey. Next, we have all or nothing thinking. So this may show up in ways such as you are either doing fantastic in your business or you are a complete failure. This can cause so much of an emotional roller coaster and it's exhausting and so tiring. So you want to look at all any thoughts that are like super out of proportion, super all or nothing thinking type of self-judgment. Then we have self-judgment that comes up as you know, you're still super judgmental in terms of what happened in the past, right? So you're still beating yourself up for past mistakes past bad decisions, for not changing things earlier, and you completely refuse to give yourself any compassion. In this space, you only see your own fault. You can't see that perhaps there is a learning curve, you know, to everything. You can't see that even though successful entrepreneurs made terrible mistakes in the past, massive fuck-ups, heck, I mean, do you even know how many entrepreneurs were once bankrupt? Let's take Dave Ramsey, for example, the financial guru who teaches people how to manage their money was bankrupt when he first started out in business. If it's okay for him and he recovered from those type of types of mistakes, it should be okay for you too. We all make mistakes. But hanging onto the guilt of past mistakes can be hard to let go of, and I completely understand that. So if this is something that you are going through right now, I would highly recommend that you listen to episode number two of this podcast, how to release the past to create space for your next level of future. As this may be hard to just stop, you know, those types of self-judgment, they can be they can be hard to just kind of stop. You may need to go uh, through a process of self-forgiveness um, because sometimes you can't just let those things go. Next, we have hyper-focusing on what went wrong and discarding what you did right. This one may show up in any situation, really. So it isn't that obvious, but it's a game-changer when you shift it. So let's look at an example here. So let's just say, um, let's use a sales call example. Okay, so you have a sales conversation with a potential client, and after that call, you realize that 
Okay, I was actually in desperate mode and I most likely scared that client off as I pushed a little bit too much. And then you hyper-focus on just this one portion of the call and the flood of negativity starts to overtake your mind. Oh my gosh, what a cringe, I totally messed this one up. I bet she doesn't even like me now. She must be thinking so badly about me now. Why did I do that? You're so bad at sales, you're never gonna get this. And you just keep going on and on and you keep beating yourself up until you feel like a shell of a human being and all you wanna do is to hide under your covers and disappear. As you are zooming your attention on this one aspect of the call, you can't actually see the bigger picture. You can't see that, wow, perhaps you actually just attracted a new potential client for your marketing, and last month, again, perhaps, you had zero calls. That's a win. That's forward movement, fantastic. Or as for that part of the call where you're perhaps a little bit too pushy, right, or a little bit too desperate, you you are unable to look at it without emotions, right? As if you were a teacher giving feedback to a student. See what went wrong. See that delivering fantastic sales experience for your potential clients is a skill that needs to be practiced, right? And you see how you can improve on it on the very next call. And then be done with it and go back to giving your precious, creative, reality-shifting attention to the things that did go well. The mental skill here is to see the reality of the situation more accurately, in a more rational way. So you see what went right and you do see what went not so great, but you don't blow it out of proportion and see it simply as improvement for the next time. Then helpful type of self-judgment can also come up as perfectionism, so holding yourself to unrealistically high standards, leading to self-criticism, right? So again, you're working on a new product or service and you make a mistake and you just go so hard on yourself for making that one mistake as you would expect the version one to be completely perfect right? Then we've got comparing yourself to others. Again, measuring your success against others. Look at their business. I will never be good as them. I will never measure up. And this is probably, I'm going to be honest with you, one of the most unproductive things you can do. When you go into that mental space, do you know how you benefit from bathing in thoughts like this? What do you get from that type of self-judgment? Nothing. Yep. Nothing absolutely nothing. It is literally a waste of your thinking time. So the antidote in this instance is two things. A, if you learn to use that comparison in a way that helps you grow, such as what do I like about how they do things? How can I model this aspect in my business, but in my own way, in my own style? Here, at least you're using your creative thinking and something beautiful can come out of it. And B, you learn how to only compare yourself with yourself. So you want to improve from how you did things yesterday, last week, etc. And then we have something which is called personalization. So personalization involves taking responsibility for events outside of your control and then attributing external outcomes such as financial success of your business directly to your worth or abilities. So... 
I want to spend a little bit longer with this one because this type of self-judgment is very, very far on the unhelpful spectrum of self-judgment and can be very damaging, not just to your mental health, but to your business growth as well. I want to give you a few more examples as to what types of those thoughts may look like. For example, a project in your business didn't go as planned, or perhaps it was a complete flop even, right? It happens. And you're thinking about this goes like, the project failed because I am incompetent, or your client may be unhappy about something. And you're thinking about the situation is, the client wasn't happy with the outcome, so it must be because I am not skilled enough to meet their expectations, right? Or a financial setback, I don't know, perhaps you didn't achieve the financial goal that you set for yourself. And you're thinking about it, it goes something like, I will never achieve this financial goal. I must be incapable of running a successful business. Can you see how those self-judgments, again, bring nothing to the table when it comes to help you grow and improve? Those are some great examples where your mind can only see your fault but it's blind to solutions as to how to improve and grow from those situations. So you want to stay away from any self-judgment that attacks your self-worth. For example, you didn't hit the money goal, so you digest it as, I must be not worthy or incapable of it, and it will never happen for someone like me. And on that note as well, a little bit of tiny bit of a tough love for those who struggle with this one. And I was definitely one of those people in the past as well. But I want to be careful how I phrase this. So I say it in a way that it's intended to be said. You want to practice separating your self-worth as a human being from the results that you create in your business. And here is why. This may be unpopular opinion nowadays, but you know, I am Eastern European, so here it goes. You are always worthy as a human being, but you are never entitled to your results in business. So you want to separate your personal self to a degree from your professional self. And I say this with so much compassion. This used to be a massive thing for me until I understood this fully, how this works. Because I grew up in such a dysfunctional environment, I didn't have the basic understanding that, hey, If you are not good at a skill, it says nothing about your self-worth. It simply means that you haven't practiced the skill enough so you could improve and become good at it and then get the results that you want. And so for me, everything was personal. Everything was about my self-worth. And let me tell you, it was not healthy, not helpful, and definitely not productive. I don't remember the title right now, but there was this book that I read that completely shifted this for me. What was the title? Um, You know what, actually, let me just pause this because I really want you to share this book with me. It It helped me immensely. Okay, I got it now. So the book is called Bounce, The Myth of Talent and the Power of Practice. And it's by Matthew Syed, I think this is how you say it, um, S-Y-E-D. And as I was reading it years and years ago, it was like a completely new world had just opened up to me. No one has ever explained to me that perhaps the only reason why I wasn't good at something, let's take maths for example, was not because, like my mom used to say to me all the time, 
well, Alex, you are just like me. It's hereditary. You have after me, so your brain doesn't process maths, and so you will never be good at it. How insane is it even to say something like this to a child? How about just saying, well, the reason why you're struggling with maths so much is because you lack the basic skills of maths and you haven't practiced the math skills enough to understand them and to get good at them. It's as simple as that. So back to you. You are always worthy of what you want. Always. Never question your self-worth. Self-worth is a spiritual concept. You are born as a worthy human being and you will always remain worthy. Tattoo this on your brain. But you are never entitled to your results. So stop your self-judgment and simply just ask yourself, does my goal require me to get good at a set of skills? The answer most likely is a yes. And if you aren't good at those skills, identity shifting is absolutely the best way to shift this. Then we have imposter syndrome. So again, feeling unworthy or unqualified despite achievements or expertise that you, you know, everyone can objectively say you have actually achieved quite a lot, right? So imposter syndrome involves individuals who, you know, they will be attributing their success to lack or external, external factors while internalizing failure as a result of their own self-perceived incompetence, right? So they, they're like, you know, if I, if they succeed at something, oh, it's nothing to do with me, but if I fail at something, oh my gosh, this is all my fault. It often includes a tendency to discount personal achievements and attribute them to external factors rather than acknowledging your own capabilities. This is actually, if we are to be super scientific here, this is more of a cognitive distortion actually, where you attribute success or failure incorrectly. So again, my personal opinion that formed over the last few years is that you shouldn't want to completely heal your imposter syndrome. Once again, this is something that falls on a spectrum that needs to be managed and kept in the healthy, helpful range rather than something perceived only as bad that should be eliminated completely. And here is why. Again, this is speaking from experience. The absolute beauty, and again, this opinion was formed in me over the years of working with people. So the absolute beauty of working with a lot of people in my coaching practice is that you get to see behind the closed doors of people's minds. And once you do a few thousand coaching hours, you really get to see that people, although yes, we are indeed unique in our own way, but in the way that our minds work, we're not so unique actually. When you work with a lot of people, you see so clearly that so many people struggle with the same exact things. And here is what I've seen. And again, this is speaking based on experience, not because I've read it somewhere in a textbook. So here it goes. Imposter syndrome is something that needs to be managed and kept in that healthy range of a spectrum. And the most successful people I've worked with still had it, even after making multiple six figures in the business. And here is what no one tells you that's actually good about imposter syndrome. It keeps your ego in check. There you go. I said it. 
Because those individuals who go to zero on their imposter syndromes spectrum become arrogant, entitled, self-deluded, and their success becomes selfish. As in, look at me, I am succeeding because I am so fantastic. And do you know what it does to them over time? It erodes their work ethic and sooner or later they lose the success because they start believing that it's not because of the skill set, but because of who they are as people, right? As in like, I am so fantastic, so I'm getting all of this success. Those who sustain their success and just keep getting better, they absolutely do have some level of imposter syndrome and a little chip on their shoulder that says, is this your best work? Is this the best experience you can give to your clients? Are you still showing up? Are you still doing the basics? And that mindset actually helped them stay at the very top of their game. And in a way, perhaps humble is not the best word here. Um, grounded, that's it. That low level, don't get me wrong, it's a low level of imposter syndrome. It keeps them grounded in reality and it keeps their work ethic where it needs to be to continue to do high quality work and because of that, continue to succeed. So again, it's about keeping it in the healthy and helpful spectrum that works to your advantage. And I have definitely seen this in entrepreneurs who not only get successful, but the keyword again is keep their success. So let's go over a few other types of self-judgment that entrepreneurs love to torture themselves with. Those might include magnification of mistakes. So I made an error, now everything is ruined. It's irreparable and I can't recover from this. Just doom and gloom. The absolute cure for this type of self-judgment is to train your mind to eventually, and the quicker the better really, look for the blessing in disguise in every quote-unquote, bad situation. Yes, as a conscious creator, you do want to become biased in a way and look for the good. Why? Because it helps you overcome your mistakes faster. It helps you move forward faster. Then we have negative predictions. Oh, I know I'm going to fail at this, so why bother even trying? I'll save myself the embarrassment. This is very destructive and Here I have to say, you have got to just stop this. Your mind needs to be trained to be your safe place, a place where you get support, understanding and fuel to stay in the game of business. Okay, let's just take a breath here. Aren't you just slightly exhausted from this long list of all the ways that your mind will pull you all the way to the floor until all you want to do is curl up and cry? Did you know... And guys, let's have a let's just take a moment of humor here. Did you even realize just how many creative ways entrepreneurs have to beat themselves up? I mean, <laughs> you have got to give yourself some points for creativity here. So now that we're clear on all the various ways that self-judgment can show up for entrepreneurs, let's look at some incredible reasons as to why perhaps you may want to consider to quit the unhealthy types of self-judgment as soon as possible. So the absolute number one reason why you must unhook from self-judgment is that it keeps you stuck at your current level. Simple as that. Remember that all actions that humans do take or do not take come from their emotions. You have a thought that makes you feel a certain way 
And then that certain emotional state either helps you to take the action that is needed or it stops you from taking the actions that are needed. So you have an idea to implement something in your business, but then you self-judge. Oh, you have such a weird sounding surname. People won't trust you. You make mistakes when you pronounce words. This is about me, right? This used to be such a big deal for me. My surname and my accent. And I used to be like, no, 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 no. In coaching industry, like on the English speaking market, you will not make it. Well, if I didn't drop that self-judgment that I used to have about myself, two things would happen for sure. Number one, I still would be stuck in a job that didn't satisfy me. And number two, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. Here's another reason that might sound a little harsh, but hear me out. It's actually a little bit easier saying, yeah, you know what? You messed up again. Look at yourself. You might as well stay lazy for the rest of your day than facing what is happening currently, right? AKA be conscious in the experience of what's happening right now. Okay, here's your laziness. Can you make a tiny choice right now that will be more aligned with the person that you aspire to be? So again, as opposed to wasting time in that self-judgment that makes me stuck there, I'm shifting to like, okay, well, I am being lazy right now. Okay, that's fine, that's human. How can I make a tiny shift? How can I make myself just do the work for the next five minutes? That's productive. So as you are giving your attention to the self-judgment, you are not doing anything to improve the situation that you judge yourself about. Can you see that? The only way to create meaningful change in life or in your business is to always first see and accept where you are today. Yes, we humans don't actually want to do that, really, but I promise you, it will be life-changing for you. And then, only focus on getting a little bit better than you were yesterday. Start swapping your self-judgment for warm curiosity. Hmm, I wonder why I keep procrastinating. And guys, not beating yourself up is required in this space. Just be curious and loving Make it safe for yourself to see what is actually happening. So I want to give you some actionable steps how to deal with self-judgment. If right now, after listening to everything that we covered today, you have made a firm decision. Okay, you know what? I can see the difference where the self-judgment may actually help me. And I can see where I'm keeping myself stuck with an unproductive, unhelpful, destructive type of self-judgment. Here are the steps that you can take to move away and to drop those unhealthy types of self-judgment. Step number one, notice the thought, become aware of it, hear it, see it. Step number two, where on the spectrum does it fall? Does it help you see where you need to improve, such as move towards your goal again, or is it on the unhelpful, unhealthy end of spectrum? Step three, if it's on the healthy spectrum, like for example, oh my gosh, you said you were going to post on socials every day and you haven't done anything at all, you'll never get to your goal. You want to feel a little bit bad when you don't follow through on your commitments, but could you state it in a more compassionate way? Use that warm curiosity here. Hey, what's really going on? Perhaps you feel overwhelmed with posting every single day and this is why you end up not posting at all. In this case, You want to be gentle with yourself and just keep being curious. Well, how could you make it a little bit easier for yourself? 
Perhaps making a plan would help you. Perhaps allow yourself to start small and post just twice a week and then work your way up to more if this is where you want to be eventually. Notice how in this scenario, your self-judgment comes up to nudge you to get back into action. You just want to adjust the tone of that self-judgment and make it more friendly and supportive. This is like your inner coach telling you, hey, it's time to get going because this is actually important to you. And again, so let's go back to step number three, but let's just look at the scenario where where your self-judgment falls on the unhealthy spectrum and you just keep beating yourself up. So again, if it's about the past, again, use a forgiveness protocol for that. But if it's to do with a current situation, you want to recognize that it is the boundary that you don't want to cross with yourself and just drop it. And yes, because it is a habit, it will keep coming up for you again and again. So you will need to practice to drop it again and again. And when I mean drop it, it means use your self-awareness to observe the thought, but choose not to identify with the thought. Just see it, observe it and let it pass. That's it. So you can see that this is a practice, something that you can't do just once, but you keep doing. And trust me, over time, your brain will prune those neural connections and those destructive self-judgment thoughts will come up less and less and less as you practice thing as awareness, using warm curiosity and self-compassion. If you want to go deeper with this work, then you want to grab a piece of paper and write down all the types of self-judgments that are destructive so you are familiar with them. When you become more familiar with those thoughts, it is so much easier to catch yourself when they do come up. Okay, well, that's everything that I had for you for today. I hope that you understand your self-judgment a little bit more now and you can see the difference between the extreme ends of the spectrum so that you can balance yourself more, see where it helps you and see where it becomes unhelpful. I hope that now you are ready to completely drop all those harsh, unnecessary, damaging types of self-judgment and learn how to keep it balanced so that you keep moving towards your next level as you become more loving, more rational in your self-judgment and more compassionate with yourself. We are complete for today. If you took value from this, please share this on on your socials. And if you aren't subscribed yet, do subscribe as it helps other people discover the podcast as well. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Hey entrepreneur, if the podcast resonates with you and you're curious about unlocking the power of inner work for your business so that you can learn how to create your reality by using your mind consciously, let's connect. Go to alexrudnika.com forward slash apply, choose a convenient time and let's talk about how mastering your mind can transform your reality. Whether your business is product or service based, my VIP coaching is tailored to your unique needs and will provide you with simple but powerful tools so you can learn how to get out of your own way and turn your mind into your most valuable business assets so that you can finally be in control and consciously create your reality. Like I said, simply go to alexrudnika forward slash apply to book your call. This link is in the show notes as well. And I can't wait to talk to you soon.